Hour yeah, number two of the GI Jake Show. It is Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Brett Hollander, Marcus Young. One more hour. It is time for the sit rep presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Tennessee heads down to the hump tonight. Take on Mississippi State. Tennessee enters the game as a one and a half point favorite. The Titans have fired coach Mike Vrabel and former UNLV quarterback Jane Maeva flips to USC one day after pledging to Georgia. Mm, how about that? That is the sit rep, the quick sit rep, brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Must be 21 and older. Once again, please drink responsibly. Willie is up next. What do you say, Willie? My wife you lost to digest there in one, one statement there, uh, Jake. Can you rephrase all that? Well, you know, it's funny, Willie, because Marcus just said – He's like, you sounded like an auctioneer when you read off that live read. So, basically, Willie, we're going down to the hump tonight in Starkville. We're going to play some basketball against Mississippi State. We're one-and-a-half-point favorite in the game. And Mike Vrabel got fired. And then a guy that just committed to Georgia yesterday has now flipped his commitment to USC. Well, I, I, I'm glad you brought up that Vrabel deal because there's a guy that calls in a Basilio. <laughs> And he's supposedly a professional gambler, and I'm not really too high on him as a. I'm really not too high on him as a caller. But Basilio got on there and was just ripping the Titans yesterday for firing Brable. And this guy lives in Nashville, and I can tell he's got some connections. And he said Brable was complete horse's ass, and that um, nobody in the organization likes him. And he's never won anything. So why not fire the guy? I mean, the guy, he, he's never going to be able to get you past the second round of the playoffs. I mean, I, I think that's a great take. I mean, it could be one of those deals, Willie, too, where they just didn't have much talent around him. And, I mean, he did at one point. He took him to the AFC Championship game. One game away from the Super Bowl, that was their uh, that was their window. I mean, I think well, that was the slight window that was open, and then it finally shut. Well, this guy was saying that he has inter- he he knows people that works for the Titans, and that Brable had his hands in all those personnel decisions down there. So, well, he should you know. right. He's the coach, right? But he also he needs to fall on the sword. If you're, I mean, that's they've the one done thing. him dirty though too. I mean, they got rid of AJ Brown. He hated that. You saw his reaction in the draft when they made that move. They're hand handcuffed him. He's one of the best coaches in the league, Willie. Well, whose decision was AJ Brown? Not his. That was uh, J Rob's decision. Yeah. That was the GM at the time that moved on. Uh, They're them. sticking their heads out here. Rain Carton's going to be looking for himself a job this time next year. Can't get rid yeah, of Vrabel right now. I just think the whole whole organization sucks, and I think Brable sucks with them. <laughs> but, but anyway, I um, <laughs> you know, guys, what's going on with Jughead's recruiting? Well, right now, yeah, we just got the commit from uh, from the guy down at LSU, the offensive lineman. That's going to be that's going to be a key piece, and I know that we're going after the offensive lineman from Mississippi State as we got well. got a corner yesterday. We did get a corner yesterday. Jalen McMurray, I think yes. was his name. I, hang on a second. That offensive lineman from LSU now, how much eligibility has he got left? 
two years, uh, I think. I thought he was just a freshman this year. So Is he just might a have, I thought yeah, he was. I don't know. Some I'll look it up while you guys talk. Who knows? I mean, with the COVID year, Willie, you got the COVID year you could use. You can use a red shirt. I'm pretty sure there's a gray shirt and a blue shirt in there as well. I mean, we're, we're getting to the point now where I can't even keep track of it anymore. Why would a guy from LSU be wanting to come up here? That's my question. He probably hates Brian Kelly. That's a that's a tough guy to deal with on the football field. And I've heard that he's pretty tough to deal with in practice. Just overall, not a good guy. Well, that's, kind of, that's the same, same thing I heard about Brable yesterday. <laughs> Very well could be. I mean, that's the thing with a lot of these guys. You know, when you had – you know, guys like Butch Jones in here, he never wanted to be bothered in public. You could not even go up and say hi to the guy. And, you know, that's one thing, you know, I hate to keep bringing it up, but Bruce Pearl, when he was at Tennessee, he was out in the community. He wanted to be involved. He wanted to meet the fans. He wanted to make that connection with his fan base, and that's why he was so loved here at Tennessee. Oh, Pearl, yeah. you, you, you couldn't say enough good, good things about Bruce Pearl for me. Uh, my, my stepson was uh, – had kidney cancer was getting ready to get a kidney removed out of his out of his body there over there at children's hospital and i called him up i actually walked in his office really yeah and asked him if uh way he could uh you know just maybe give him a call or something and uh he was right on it that's awesome but, but um guys listen i i got another nickname for you uh does it seem like uh, Onion Head's got us uh, headed right the same direction this year? Which one's Onion Head, Rick Barnes? Yeah, don't you think his head looks kind of like one of those white onions you pick up in the in the store? It's got just a little bit of hair coming out of the top of it. <laughs> I haven't heard that. That one's that's pretty good. I don't hate that one at all. Some of his teens make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I love I love those I love those white onions. Chop them up, put them in my cheesesteak. Hey, I love a good cheesesteak, but that sprinkle is sprinkle them on what, your chili. Ooh, I love some chili. I, I, I like just to steak them and uh, Swiss cheese and some those uh, some those Rick Barnes onions. <laughs> onions, onions, onions. As Bill Rafferty would say. I wish I wish we could play some Bill Rafferty ball. But seriously, guys, you think this guy's going to get us over the hump? He's got all the talent to do it this year. I'll, I'll say that much. He's got probably the best roster that he's assembled. They are Final Four good. We're number five in the country right now. They have the ability to make it. Will they? Well, it remains goes, to be it seen. Just goes, it just goes back to what Philly says about this backup point guard. Mm-hmm. You know, he had B.J. Edwards over there. Wouldn't play. Ward. Ziegler down till Ziegler got hurt. You know he's got Dillion over there this year. Is he not going to use him? I don't think he is, and that's uh, that's something that's really, really bothered me. I know it's bothered a lot of people, and I'm trying to think. You'd have to probably say when Kennedy Chandler was here and Zakai was his backup, that was probably the best point guard situation we had had. You know, probably go back to Bone and Turner. Right? Bone and Could Turner would that? be another good yeah. one. But I mean, those are really the only two point guard and backup point guard situations that we've had. Now, you thought you were going to get that with Freddie DeLeon, just given you know the, the ability that he has and what we'd seen on film up to that point. But he's just not on the floor, and I don't know why he's not on the floor. Well, I know one thing. We'll see. 
if, if they don't go down there to the hump and win tonight by 10 points, there's something wrong. They're very well, uh, they're very well might be something wrong. Hey, hey now, um, ain't that something? We're working with a double header up here, jug head and onion head. See you guys. Appreciate the phone call, Willie. I would just like to point out something real quick. Onion head. For the, uh, I love onions. They're delicious. They for are. the Catholic boys, all that. BJ Edwards right now hasn't even scored double digit points at SMU. I just want to point that out for all those that weren't want to go in on that. The most minutes he's played was uh, back in November when he played 27 minutes. He averages low 20, high teen minutes a game at SMU. His highest game he scored was nine points. He hasn't hit it. Last He played against uh, Memphis where they lost 62-59. He was one of seven, 0 for 4 in the three. So you know what? For all of you that want to talk about this backup point guard position and want to talk about horrible things about our head coach, who has you at number five in the country right now, B.J. Edwards is at SMU doing nothing. Marcus, nothing. you you said I sounded like an auctioneer. There was a lot that went out there, you know. A lot of information I provided you. You sound like a Pentecostal preacher. <laughs> I'll take he it. He tries to spell Ziegler <laughs> like a minute or two, but it goes a He does need to give yeah. Ziegler more rest. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I feel like we have enough ball here. I mean, I don't even know the title of point guard. I mean, is it just the guy that brings the ball down the floor? That's it. It's, I mean, bas- it's supposed to be your quarterback of the yeah, basketball team. Why can't Triple J like start the offense? I mean, we saw all these point forwards and things like that. Vescovy played point guard some last year. I mean, Mayshack's done it. I mean, I think we just need somebody to get the ball up the floor, start the offense. You need a floor general. Yeah. is what you need. You have your field general I mean, with the ball. You need a floor general. Too? I mean, how many times has he led us in shots the last couple of games? He's just out there shooting 10 threes. I mean, I don't think that we've reached positionless basketball yet because we still are using a big man down low. You're still using the center. But, you know, positionless basketball, it is a thing. Everyone knows that at this point. If you don't know that, then you don't watch basketball. But positionless basketball is a thing, and you've seen teams have success with it. But at the end of the day, if you want to win a championship in college basketball, you have to have two things. You have to have a dominant big man and a true point guard. Mm -hmm. Do we have that right now? I don't know if I would. I mean, do you consider Adu? I don't consider Adu dominant. No. I mean – I feel dominant I a as a guy, game in, game out, giving you 15 and 10. You know, we've seen Adu go what he did the other night and then go two points. When you think of dominant big men, who do you think of in college basketball right now? I mean, Edie and Dickinson. Dickinson, yeah. I mean, two guys and they've played. done it for years. And you can even throw Armando Baycott in that mix as well. I agree. But, I mean, that's Adu does what we need him to do. You he know, does. we don't ask him to do what Edie's asked to do or – Dickinson players like that. No, but you can also run your offense through Adu if you had to. I mean, throw in the high post, low post, whatever you know, things like that. They ran some pick and roll. How many dunks did he get off that pick and roll the other night? Quite a few. You know, so you know something else to think about. You know, if you get a dominant enough big man, what is everyone going to do when you throw the ball inside to him? They're going to collapse. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're in zone, they are definitely collapsing. So what do you do? You find you somebody that can dish the ball out. Get you a three. Yeah. Because, I mean, what what was North Carolina doing with Baycott? We collapsed down on him. There was always somebody outside. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we were running zone at one point 
in that yeah. game, and it did not bode well for us. How many points did we give up in the first half? Sixty-one. Now it is it is a little concerning, you know, when we do when he does face a bigger guy, he's not physical enough. A lot of times, he likes to float outside, shoot a three, shoot a you know fifteen foot jumper. A lot of times, you know, I like to see him get more physical inside a little bit. You know, he has a tendency to foul, but I don't know. I mean, I like where we are right now, playing playing wise. So. Here we go. We have another comment from One in Stripes. Uh-oh. Tell Marcus to keep going off on the useless Catholic kids. <laughs> he said, check out Tomba at Weber State. Averages less than 10 minutes and two points a game. Tomba. Jeez. How many times did we hear that when Tomba was I'm about just, to commit to Tennessee? Tomba. I'm just saying. And, like. Very nice kid. Yeah, I think they're all great kids in their personal <laughs> lives. But. I'm looking at the stats for what B.J. Edwards does, who apparently is a starter. If you're averaging like 20 to high teens minutes a game and you're averaging four points a game is what it mm-hmm. says on ESPN, you're, the most points he scored is nine. He was supposed to be this great point guard, the next, the next to follow after Kennedy Chandler, and all of a sudden he's at SMU. Like losing a double digit lead to Memphis. Yeah. They yeah. had a lead and they lost it. Like, I'm sorry, but maybe those Catholic boys just don't know how to I play mean, basketball. What are the, what are people, <laughs> oh, what, what are, shot at Philly. What do we want our backup point guard to do? I mean, do they want him just to automatically continue what Ziegler's doing or just you, come you, in he, and spell him for a couple minutes? Don't turn the ball over. You want. I, you play good deep. I mean, play good defense. You like want that. a point guard, I think, that's going to be able to come in and spell for him. But you don't want someone who's just don't lose the ball. I think you still mm-hmm. want somebody that can make the plays, make things happen. I know he's not the typical point guard, but I think early on, before Ziegler came back, I thought Mayshak was mm-hmm. fairly decent at the point. So I don't see why we don't give him more opportunities at point. Unless we, I don't know, because my fear is what Willie was talking about. I do fear we're going to push Ziegler to the point of another injury, and we're going to need him in March. I think he. We need him, Russell. We need we need but, yeah. to have that Ish. extra push at I the wish point. Martin Barnes is just him. in a tough spot because Ziegler's playing really well, and he doesn't want to bring him off the floor. The I team's rolling. Scoring eighty plus a game, you know, like it's it's fun. Like I don't want to see Ganey out there trying to dribble off his leg. And I do. Well, not dribble off the leg. Over. Hold on, hold on. I Let mean, me clarify. Hold on. I clearly, to... your favorite player. I just like to clarify real quick. I don't want to watch him dribble it off his leg. I, I think Ganey's get it not from behind. I don't think Ganey is the best player, but I don't think he's the worst either. I think he just. For, he's a good role player. That's what yeah. He he's is. a good role player, and I think that's okay to have that. Mm-hmm. Another good role player that hit the threes when you needed it most, Skylar McBee, <laughs> and we all know what he did against Kansas. We all remember the moment we cheered that little white boy scoring that, that goal, <laughs> <laughs> hitting that shot. The local boy. Was there a bigger no? Don't do that. No, don't do that. Oh, oh my, my god! god. <laughs> Was there a bigger? Oh my god! Don't do that. Oh my God! 
He Thank did you. It. Then he that. Did it. Yeah. I did, 100%. And he had no choice. The shot clock was like at two seconds. He had no, no choice. Yeah, he he just threw it up. Because that's mix, when, like, so. what? We had like, like we ran the play for him. Our main starters were either hurt or like suspended, right? Yeah. Oh, that was after the whole Tyler Smith ordeal where, yes. he, where he got caught with a the gun. There were three other guys in the car. Brian Williams, there was a bag of marijuana that said Brian Williams across the bag. They asked him, Is this your bag? And he said, No. Your name is on it, not mine. <laughs> it's a SpongeBob. It's like he's going on a field trip as a kid, and your mom writes your name on lunch. Somebody doesn't take it. It's the whole thing with uh, Patrick from SpongeBob, and he goes, "Is this, this your is wallet? Your, is this your wallet? No. It has your. This is your ID, though, right? Yep. Yep. So this is your wallet. Not my no. wallet. <laughs> it's not my bag, officer. Oh man. That's the best part about all that is his name was on the bag, and he straight up said, no, this is not yours, but your name is on the bag. Could you imagine like what the betting odds on that game was? I'm sure we were probably a 15-and-a-half at least point underdog. Like We had eight scholarship players on the bench for that game. Yeah. Or, excuse me, in the roster, period. You lost four. You only had and, eight. I want to go back and watch that shot now. Oh, my goodness. Stay with us. The G.I. Jake Show marches on right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been... Here on the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio. It is time to mark the tape with Marcus Young. Marcus, hit me. Well, I got a couple things for you, Jake. Okay. Figure I'd start off local if I can. Okay. How local? Knoxville Catholic local. Oh, boy. Currently, their basketball team is 12-7, 0-2 in the district. I mean, what's going on, fellas? What what's happened? You lose to Maryville seventy three to sixty. Like that that was. I know you went on a little win stretch. Now you're trying to get things going again. You barely beat West, fifty three to fifty two. I just want to see more out of my Catholic kids. If I expect them in the SEC. I expect them to be a little bit better. But um, I'm not in the SEC. Poor Catholic. Oh, their most recent loss was to Baylor, fifty-six to forty-two. That's oh, concerning. My well, hopefully they can be beat uh, CCHS on the sixteenth uh, in, in about a week. So we'll see. CCHS. Who are they playing? Hmm. You said CCHS. That's that is Catholic. the Chattanooga Christian uh, Chargers. That's okay. Who they're playing. Oh, because I was going to say. Had my volume on by accident. I forgot where we were there watching. There you go, Marcus. Skyler, we were watching Skylar McBee highlights during the break. Um, you were watching Skylar McBee yeah. highlights during the break. <laughs> All right, touche. Uh, number two for you. I've got my short list for my Tennessee Titans head coaching list. Right. i got a few guys that I think they need to look at. I've even thrown a couple okay. defensive names in there in case they decide not to go offensive. So far, here's what I've got for you. Frank Smith. The offensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. Thought you just created a coach. I did not. I know it seems very basic of a name. Well, I never talked about EA Sports yesterday. <laughs> Here is what I like about Frank Smith. 
He has been under some very good head coaches. He got his start in the NFL under the New Orleans Saints with Mm. Sean Payton. Went to the Chicago Bears to work for John Fox for a short while. And then our very own John Gruden in Oakland. Before Here we go. Before he spent one year as the run game coordinator and offensive line coach for the Chargers, saw how bad Brandon Staley was and was like, you know what, one year's good enough. I'm going to Miami where it's nice and warm and I can play <laughs> with Tua. So Frank Smith is on that list. Ben Johnson, we've talked about uh, mm-hmm. Detroit Lions OC. Uh, he is a Dan Campbell guy. He was with Dan Campbell in Miami before when he was the interim coach. Um, so he's been a part of that staff before leaving after the debacle that was Adam Gase and heading to Detroit. Another offensive guy I like, we talked about, Bobby Slowick. Uh, uh, obviously, he is a part of the 49ers branch. He was hired first time by Mike Shanahan, taking a small break and then joining his son Kyle in San Francisco. couple defensive guys I've got for you. Dan Quinn. Defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys really turned them around when he became their defensive coordinator. Obviously, he's been in the Super Bowl, had the most famous breakdown of the Super Bowl era Mm -hmm. with the New England Patriots coming back to win that game. Mm -hmm. But as a defensive guy, hiring Kyle Shanahan as his offensive coordinator clearly knows that he needs to hire a guy that can get it done on the offensive side of the ball. Right. And Dallas's defense is just star-studded. And here's a random one for you, too. Another New England guy, though, which does concern me, uh, Brian Flores. He has really turned the Minnesota Vikings defense around big time. If they had a better offensive system in place, perhaps mm-hmm. if Justin Jefferson and uh, Kirk Cousins doesn't go down, they could have been in the playoffs. He has really made Minnesota a much better team on that side of the ball. If you wanted to give him another shot, I wouldn't be mad about that. If I'm going to pick my guy, though, I'm going with the guy that sounds like a fake name, Frank Smith from Miami. I, I like his pedigree, who he's coached under. I like what they've done in Miami. Yes, they took a bit of a back step after the Tennessee Titans game. We talked about that yesterday. But I think that he is the guy that Amy Adams-Strunk should be looking at. I'm here for a Frank Smith. So you're looking for an offensive guy. Me personally, yes. Mm -hmm. If you think Will Levis is the guy, which Amy Adams-Strunk thinks that we have our young, promising quarterback, as she put it in her statement, then you need to get a guy who is offensive-minded who could do something special with uh, that. So we'll see. Who knows? Uh Uh-oh. Philly has chimed in. He says, Marcus knows nothing but Oiler football. (laughs) No, I know some other things. Throw another hot take out for you that no one's going to care about because you know what? This is my segment. Wrexham AFC. I don't know if you have... Yeah, Ryan Reynolds' team. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhaney's uh, soccer Soccer club, if you you don't understand football terminology. Currently, they're tied for second, but they're ranked third on their table in League Two football. Mm -hmm. I predict... So is it soccer or is it football? It's It's soccer, but it's 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 football. It's football. It's football. Football. Yeah, there we go. Uh, They are currently two points behind Stockport for the the Mm -hmm. lead of the League Two table. They are tough. It's a good matchup, (laughs) but Wrexham has been playing really well right now. I hate soccer. Here is my hot take. Wrexham is going to not only win League Two, but they're going to continue this growth 
and just bolster through to be the number one of League Two. Which would move them to the championship. Correct. And then from the championship, you can get to the Premier League. Uh, no. So what? they're in League Two, so then be League One and then championship. Oh, so, so they're, they're kind of – okay, yeah. yeah they're right. still making their way up. Yes. Hi, what's up? You know what? Since you just did that, uh-huh. you have a new task. Okay. I don't know. During Mark the Tape with Marcus Young, you are now to provide me with an update on the Knoxville Ice Bears <laughs> and the Tennessee Smokies. And if we get an indoor That's... football team like we had with the Knoxville Nighthawks, you will provide me with an update of them. Okay. That seems – I mean, I did throw in the soccer. The Smokies are Southern League defending champs. They are. Mm-hmm. They are. That, Let's look at thanks them. to Titans Bill giving us that information. Yes. Thank you, Titans Bill. <laughs> Nate was like, nobody cares about yeah. the Tennessee Smokies. Well, the Ice Bears play in a couple days, so I don't know what their record is, though. Their website – well, considering they fired their coach after starting out 0-5 or 0-6, it was the worst start in Knoxville Ice Bears history. Oh, no. Yeah, it was not good. It was not a good day at all. Hmm. They've never been that bad. No. No, they've not been that bad, and that's quite concerning. So, uh, I got the Ice Bears. I got the Smokies. You want Rexham updates, too? No. Or? Okay. No. No, we, we can do without that. Okay. Everybody that is listening to this, there might be – I can count on one hand how many people have probably heard of that. I'm not one of them. <laughs> you and Brett take up two of those fingers. <laughs> Pause. You think Catholics going to get it done? Or no. Basketball, they're going to struggle. Uh, it's uh, well, you just said no. You don't think Catholics going to get it done? So I, no, I hope they're not. Um, what you got to think? You know, they had a legendary coach over there who is not over there anymore. So obviously things change. Uh, things are going to be different. Much like the duke blue devils you know coach k steps down they just give it to uh you know john shire who is a lookalike of joe burrow he's not going to be able to live up to the success of coach k i love coach k i don't care how much he cheated i love coach k wow you didn't peg me for uh being a coach k guy (laughs) there was too long of a pause there pal Uh, No, I didn't expect you to be a Coach Pause. K guy. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't expect that. Uh, but no, because I, I I know how much a lot of people around here, except for Davey. Davey's a Duke guy. Yeah. Uh, I kind of expected a lot of people around here to just hate him. So it's nice to have that kind of differences, though, to have other people who support. Uh, I don't support him. Oh, I don't support Duke basketball. You just like him as a coach. Yes. Gotcha. Will you when Cooper Fly gets there? TBD. <laughs> TBD. Because you've been hyping this kid for – I'm waiting Two for the jersey now. to be put on. Uh, when it drops. When it drops or when oh, I can get wow. it on DH gate, I might, might throw think, it on. Figure out who's going to be the one – probably the Pistons again. <sighs> Do you think he Detroit. might be the next Christian Leitner or the next J.J. Redick, like the next guy at Duke everyone's going to hate? Oh, he's going to be better than J.J. Redick. Well, I, I don't even mean by talent standpoint. I mean, like, the guy that is just... The villain or something. The villain of Duke, yeah. There was always that player for Duke that people just... We haven't there ha- always was that player for Duke. I don't but think I mean, you can We it. haven't had one since Grayson Allen. Well, you got to think, too, Zion Williamson, for as much hype as was around him, he was not universally hated. Like, people like Zion. Yeah. And it's because of the athletic ability that he had. I think, I think we just haven't had a true Duke villain since Grayson Allen. And he deserved it. It seems like all the villains you've had in college basketball have been from Duke. 
Uh, with I, the exception of Marshall Henderson from Ole Miss. Uh, I mean, the thing yeah. is, he wasn't even really that good of a player. Oh, yeah. He was just annoying. Yeah, he was annoying. That guy he, couldn't go. There's a that. reason he couldn't even play in China. He didn't play in the NBL down in Australia either. You know where he played professional basketball? Iraq. <laughs> he was not that gr- good of a player. Yeah. And people – He was just a thorn in our side. That's all he was. Yeah, and so. you know, people down in Mississippi thought that he was going to go pro and do all this, do all that. No, the guy played basketball in Iraq. I'm going to look up which team he played for because this is – now the topic of conversation. Where did Marshall Henderson play basketball in Iraq? His... I feel like this is my fault. I brought up soccer, and then all of a sudden we go down He two. averaged 20 points and then 19 points in his two seasons at Ole Miss. How many times did he shoot the ball? Uh, a lot. He attempted 13 threes a game his second year, which is a lot. I'm just putting it up. But uh, 16 shots a game. And 15 shots a game. He signed a contract in mid-February of 2015 for $10,000 a month to play with Naft Al-Janu of the Iraq Division I Basketball League. Eventually, September later that year, he signed with the Sacramento Kings. Is waived literally less than a month later, 27 days later, and was acquired by the Reno Bighorns of the NBA D-League as an affiliate player of the Kings. And then on November 27th, about 45 days later, he was waived after only averaging 6.8 points and 1.2 rebounds per game. Then he went to play in Italy, and he has not played basketball since 2017, and he plays recreationally in Dallas. He says he's an assistant coach now for Independence Community College in Independence, Kansas. He fits the bill for that bunch. <laughs> he, I mean, what was the name of the team again? Which team? The Iraq team that he played for. Naft Al Janoub. Interesting. I don't even know if they're a team anymore. It's not even highlighted on his Wikipedia. Oh, yes, they are. Located in Baghdad. Owned and operated by the Ministry of Oil. <laughs> of oil. You know what? Let's move off of this Marshall Henderson yes, conversation. Yes. It's before it, we well, go. I asked the question: Who was the last? Yeah, this paid, is honestly that was Brett's my fault. fault. Yeah, we all have had faults I, in this was... segment. Have we had anybody universally? Uh, John Fulkerson was hated. Not was because he? he had any antics or anything. It's just because he hung around the team for yeah, like ten did years. We, did we have any villains? On our team? Uh, my mind immediately goes to those Bruce years. My mind immediately goes to that. Like? Universally hated. Yeah, I'd love to get some thoughts from other people, too, if they think they know anyone that would be considered a villain from our – like someone that we, we probably loved, but other teams were just like – That might be the question of the day for tomorrow. Yeah. Who was who was a Tennessee villain for our opponents? Well, I know one like in football. People like – Hated to play against? Yeah. Or, like... Not a dirty... Pl- like a, I don't think that's supposed to be dirty, but, like, just, like, whenever you played him, you were like, you just hated him. Didn't matter if he was... And they always get Steven a hard time? Pearl? Oh, yeah. That might be it. Steven Pearl. Steven F and Pearl. That might be it. That might be it. 
daddy's boy. <laughs> I mean, think about it. And then football, I mean, people hated Casey Clawson. There's people that still hate Casey Clawson, even fans. I like Ice Casey. Man. Yeah, I loved him. That was my quarterback. That was mine, too. Yeah. Between him, his brother Rick, who had no hair. <laughs> Iceman. Ice he man. could play, man. Crazy legs. Yeah. Who cares? He could not run. Uh, you want to talk about a quarterback that was your stereotypical quarterback. Could not run. Casey Clawson was it. He could sling the ball all over the field. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic quarterback. He could not run the football. He could not run the football. Well, to he save didn't his have life. to do it back then when he was playing too much. I mean, no. he had to do it every now and again. But no, a mobile like, quarterback yeah. was unheard of back no, then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was heard of, but I mean, yeah. it was far and few between. Yeah. Goodness, stay with us. Final segment of the program: Brett's best bets coming up right here on the GI Jake Show on Fan Run Radio. Rock. Final segment of the program. It's the G.I. Jake Show here on Fan Run Radio. It is time for Brett's Best Bets. Brett, hit us with it. I've had zero luck with the NBA player props. i got to get off that. I'm just a problem with that right now. Uh, let's go back to what I was better at. doesn't have a problem, but he is the problem. I am the problem. I don't, it's a good thing I don't bet on these things personally. Uh, I'll, I'll just go with some college basketball tonight. I like Tennessee. Um, well, ESPN is now saying two and a half for Tennessee. I think I think Tennessee wins tonight pretty handily. Uh, so I like Tennessee in that one. Also, the other one I was looking at in college basketball, just for a ranked team, uh, I like Oklahoma at TCU. Oklahoma's getting four and a half points. Um, Oklahoma uh, has been one of the surprise teams. Uh, they're really good offensively, so I like them. Uh, and then I've got one, I think, in the NBA. Some good matchups tonight. Um, I'm not a big Heat fan, but uh, they're at home tonight against the Thunder, and they're getting four and a half points. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think the Heat are, are tough, obviously t- tough. Spolster coming off that big contract. We didn't really mention that yet. Uh, <laughs> probably, you know, so, but I like the Heat at home tonight over the Thunder in a big matchup uh, to the best teams in the league. So. Marcus, you got some explaining to do. I was 7 of 10. Whoever told you 6 of 4 is wrong, I was 7 out of 10. I got L.A. wrong. Uh, they lost late. They were tied 2-2 two to two and lost by goal in the third. Nashville, uh, I found horrible out loss. Christian was at the game. He is the reason why we lost that game. Christian. So you're saying Christian Skelton is bad luck? He should never go to Nashville to watch a game well, we yet. Played the worst team in the league. Area, we man. played the worst team in the league last night. First of all, they had lost eleven in a row, right, or something. <laughs> First of all, I mean, I'm Preds Brett, fan. I'm was pissed. Brett, the reason we lost because it's it's, Christian, it's because Christian was there. Mm-hmm. He even stated that he thinks he's bad luck. I don't know why he did this to me. And then uh, the Bruins uh, also lost late, losing four to three. Uh, but yeah, everything else I hit on seven out of ten ain't bad. So you got anything the, okay, for tonight? You, you might have got seven out of ten on the parlay. But guess what? You still lost. Yes, I still lost. Why don't you do round robins? 
Nah, that seems silly. <laughs> do you have? Do one you not know what a round robin is? Huh? Do a round robin. You'll make more money that way. Uh, is that when you just do like a couple at a time kind of thing, or? So it'll take. If you want to do it in two leg spurts or three leg spurts, it'll give you every combination of that. Now you don't bet a dollar on all of them because then you'll end up spending like fifty eight bucks <laughs> on this. But if you do like a dollar or not a dollar, but a uh, maybe a quarter per bet, you'll still rack in some money that way. And even if you don't win money, you'll at least get some of your money back as long as you make the right picks. Well, I do have something that you might find interesting. <laughs> you mentioned yesterday that you wanted us to have a future bets. Yes, and Joshy mm-hmm. Boy sent me his. I have Before one. we get to that, though, oh, okay. yeah. I'm going to give you a same-game parlay for the NBA tonight. This is all what you do is you go to alternate props, build you a parlay of who's going to score 20-plus. Tyler Hero for the Miami Heat score 20-plus. Kyle Kuzma. For the Washington Wizards, De'Aaron Fox for the Sacramento Kings. That'll get you to about minus 103, so you'll double your money. That way, just build you a simple parlay to where you'll double your money. If you want to take a flyer on somebody and add Jaime Jaquez to that, that'll get you to about plus 481. So you put in, say, 10 bucks to that, it'll bring you back about 48.18. There you go. There's that. All those guys for over 20? All those said- guys for over 20. Mm hmm. That's how I like to place my bets. Yeah. You know, it's a lot simpler that way. You have a better chance of winning your money. Now, granted, you're not going to hit that night after night. Right. But you have better odds of doing that than to hit a 10-leg <laughs> NHL parlay. Oh, seven out of 10 In which bad. you only take the favorites. And seven, eight, seven out of 10 ain't bad, though. Seven out of 10. What? What do you want? What, what do you want from me? That's pretty good. I want you are to win. You, I want you, you to make money. I want to make money. I want to make money too. We all want to make money. Are you doing it again tonight, Marcus? Uh, there's anything? only there's only three games on tonight, so I'm kind of unsure. So you're sitting the bets out tonight. <laughs> I might put something together. Uh, I haven't decided. If I do, I'll post it on Twitter. Mm. Um, I, I I did want to share with you. You know, we've talked. You mentioned yesterday how you wanted us to come up with our own futures parlay bet. Yes. And I have one for you. Okay. It's only four things. Let me hear it. That's pretty impressive, I would say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> First thing I have on there is all just the championship type stuff. I, I thought he was about to say Dear Diary. 49. <laughs> Dear Marcus. Dear Diary. <laughs> Please let the Boston Celtics win the NBA championship. They're a plus 310. Ooh. I would very much like that. The San Francisco 49ers I put on there as well. Plus 220. The Los Angeles Kings, who are plus uh, twelve hundred to win the Stanley Cup, wow! And finally, throwing in Tennessee's men's basketball to win it all. That's bold. So good. Are two of the four teams on here my favorite teams? Yes, of course. Of course if they are. I, I could put the Preds on there. I don't think that's going to happen though. Feels like that'd be too much of a gamble. I like the Kings for some reason this year. It feels good. I know they lost last night, but they've been playing really, really good hockey. And, of course, the 49ers, there's no one in the NFL right now that I think even like gets close to the level of talent that they have, um, especially in the NFC. They're going to just run through the NFC. Who did they play when Purdy threw like four picks? What game was that? That was pretty recent, right? Didn't they have a game when he struggled? 
he had a game that he struggled early. I know he had the ones that he struggled in, yeah. but he was missing all his guys. Right. But I thought that he just had one a pretty bad stinker in a big matchup. But I don't know. I'm going to find out. I mean, quick. it's – I don't know who's going to win the NFL. That was against Baltimore. He threw four backs a bit. That's what Baltimore. it was. Yeah. And and that could be the Super Bowl matchup. And I think if it were, I think they would have learned how to play better in that game. So, um, I mean, the NFC is definitely weaker. I mean – If I if I put money down on that four-leg parlay of Boston, 49ers, the Kings, and Tennessee men's basketball all winning their championships, mm-hmm. $5 down on that gets me – Seventeen thousand and nine hundred and three dollars. Wow. So I got one. It came out to about thirteen thousand two hundred fifty bucks. Uh, we're going to take the Oklahoma City Thunder to win the NBA title. Wow. Kansas to win the NCAA men's basketball you title. Traitor. Georgia to win next year's NCAA college football playoff. Oh, can we mm-hmm. do next year's playoff thing already? Oh yeah. Y- yeah. Oh, maybe well, I need to adjust this a little bit. The Las Vegas Aces. Add. To win the WNBA title, they got to be minus. What? They're at plus one ten. Like, so they're uh, close. To they're be basically it. break even. Yeah. Or double your money. Yeah. And it's then, either them or New York. I think it's the other team. That's right the only there. other two teams. Or those are the only two teams. Oh, really I know. Yeah. And then South Carolina to win the women's. The women's. <laughs> one dollar pays out thirteen thousand bucks. Jeez. Yeah. That's a good one. The thing is, like three of those on there, are pretty much like locked in. It's like you can run to the bank with all of those. The Georgia bet, the Vegas bet, and the South Carolina bet. You can pretty much run with those. And you might you might be in good shape. You don't want to put Tennessee winning at all? No. Wow. He's trying to win money. You, you don't believe in Nico. Marcus. He might have thrown Nico on the Heisman on that. <laughs> I gotta I gotta test your you know, I gotta test your loyalty sometimes. Ab- absolutely not. We are not no, we're not touching Tennessee to win a national title because you know what's going to happen. You can't jinx that. You yep. you can't. You can't. You cannot be uh, like a person that I know. His uh, buddy got a little too inebriated in Vegas, put a $100 on Hendon Hooker to win the Heisman. And when it was looking like he very well might, he thought he was going to get $200,000 out of that deal. Mm. He just saw his world crumble down when he lost South Carolina. Yeah, uh, that's essentially what he did. You think about that. Think about having $100 down on something that you know is a long shot. Mm-hmm. A very long shot. And then to almost see it happen, see it crumble, how would you feel? I've been there. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably feel about the same as some people when they watch B.J. Edwards play at SMU. They probably feel like the world's kind of crumbled down. It's not the same as it once was. We do have a bet from Basketball Brad. All right. It's a four-leg parlay. Plus 145 are the odds. We're going to take Oakland on the money line against Northern Kentucky. That's at minus 245. Massachusetts against LaSalle, minus 550. Liberty at home against Jacksonville State. We're going to take the Liberty money line at minus 620. And then we're going to take High Point against UNC Asheville at minus 370. Combine those four, get you to plus 145. That is the basketball Brad money line parlay. Worked out last night, right? Worked out pretty well. Worked out pretty well. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. I like round robins more than I do anything, though. So, any uh, last final thoughts about tonight's game? You guys worried at all, or is it take- ba- is it bad that I'm not worried? No, 
No, I just know it's – I mean, we saw two teams go down on the road last night, two very good teams. You're number one and you're number two teams in the country. Uh, two games they should have won, and, you know, it's not easy to go on the road in college basketball. It's not easy to go on the road at all in college basketball. It's one of the toughest things to do because you're going to have a hostile environment no matter where you go. It's not like the NBA in which you're basically just putting on a show. And I know we've said that Tolu Smith is nowhere near what the three guys are that we played, but – a quality big man we've lost three times to. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to put a game together where, we've, we, where we beat another big man. I mean, he's a first-team all-conference player in a very good conference. He knows how to play. He's a big, he's a big body. And I think they've got a couple of big bodies. And I mean, he, Purdue, I mean, they got taken to the woodshed last night. Yeah, it sounded like the other team made a bunch of threes or something. Yeah. Just started raining men. I think they were like 62% from three. That's crazy. That's nuts. I might be wrong, but I thought I saw that somewhere. Uh, another game of interest tonight. Uh, Tennessee's jumped back up to a two and a half point favorite now, so that's that. uh, yeah, that's uh, that's good in our favor. Mm-hmm. But you know, another couple big games tonight. You got Kansas, number three in the country, taking on UCF in Orlando. Kansas only an eight and a half point favorite in that one, and then you've also got North Carolina and NC State rivalry at eight game. o'clock. Big rivalry game. North Carolina only a three and a half point favorite in that one. And you look down the list right here, there's not many other big games of interest tonight. Uh, something that did stand out mm-hmm. is Oklahoma's going to Fort Worth to take on TCU. TCU is only a four-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. And Ohio State is actually favored against Wisconsin, who is number 15 in the country. That game at 8.30. Uh, I guess if you want to, at 9 o'clock, you can watch the team we play Saturday. That Arkansas is at home versus Georgia tonight, another SEC matchup. Georgia's currently 11-3 and and 1-0 and in the conference. So and I think we're going to have uh, – We play them at noon on Saturday. We do. So that's a quick turnaround, yeah, honestly. It's a very quick turnaround. And uh, we're actually going to have Jackson Collier from Arkansas Rivals on with us on Friday. That's always an interesting interview that we do. God absolutely knows basketball like the back of his hand. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to have him on this friday tomorrow we're going to be joined by west coast rusty for thirsty thursday here on the gi jake show because it's the gi jake show why would we not have thirsty thursday right i mean 100 percent. you have to right absolutely marcus what are you drinking over there it's a tea it's arizona tea right yeah it's a it's a herbal tonic as it calls it it's got like a citrus flavor to it <laughs> what marcus yeah. That's not up? good for your body. Jake, I don't you're know. the one to talk. <laughs> I don't know. It says it's you got. You put crystals and. <laughs> yeah, it says it's got uh, vitamin <laughs> A, C, and yacht. E. Yeah. Yeah, you're a constant, a, uh, what is it? Not food truck. Do you eat a food truck? I trucks? pulled I up next to your car yesterday, and there's a big old bag of McDonald's or something. I was say, you go, to the, you go to the gas station more than you do cooking at home, and you're going to come yeah. to me about drinking this? Now, hold on. I have been cooking a lot more at home. As of late, for obvious reasons. Don't you drink a lot of energy drinks? Uh, I cut out the Red Bulls. I've cut out the Monsters. I'm only doing Celsius now. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Look at you. Is this a New Year's resolution type thing? Uh, Well, lifestyle change. Total fat, zero grams. Already a good start there. I've actually not had crystals in like two months. You getting a little... I had crystals two (laughs) two days ago. You had crystals two days ago. Yeah, you you got me thinking about it. Yeah. I don't know, I might get a sack full. <laughs> I might get a sack full on the way back to the office. That sounds good. Mm. Little little tasty. Uh, you do the twelve? Oh yeah, 
Oh, yeah. That's the way to go. Absolutely. You starve yourself for a full day, and then you get the sack full, and you're good. Have y'all ever thought about entering, like, a competitive eating competition? Uh, I mean, you were a part you of one. You did. Yeah, you were a part of you one. Yeah, but that had bones turn, in it. You didn't turn out very well. No, but you. there were bones involved. I feel like if I entered the crystal eating contest, I like might a, fare pretty well. Because those are just the uh, basically the bun, meat, and onions. Because they, they don't put the pickles on those. Because the pickle is a choking hazard, so they don't put the pickles on a competition crystal. Yeah. Yeah, you have to go no pickles. Uh, Joey Chestnut currently holds the record for 103 crystal burgers in eight minutes. Holy! <laughs> How many? 103 in eight minutes. It's stood since 2007. How many is that per minute? Marcus, pull out your calculator real quick. <laughs> 103 crystals in eight minutes. That's over, I think that's over 12 crystals a minute. That's got to be like 12.1. Well, 133 divided by eight. 103. No, 103. Oh, 103. 103. Oh, boy. If it were 133 crystals eaten in yeah. eight minutes, that would be ridiculous. Yeah, you're right on the uh, on the 12. Pretty, pretty That's much on crazy. the dot. Like 12.2. Do you think you can do it? What, 103 in eight minutes? Oh, absolutely not. I think we should try it. I think we should see how far you can get. I have eaten an entire large pizza in six minutes, though. I'll say that much. He probably could eat a full pizza in like two. Probably could. Thing is, like, you have to expand your stomach and then eat after you expand your stomach. That's you. crazy. That's just nuts. <laughs> That's going to do it for another edition of the GI Jake Show. <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Brett. Thanks, Jake. Something else coming up next here on WKGN. Tune in later today at 3 o'clock for the drive right here on Fan Run Radio.